everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. We are so excited to have you joining us. This week, we are talking about taking care of ourselves. I know we spend so much time talking about how to take care of our patients and how to support our team, and that's all super, super important. But if we're not putting the oxygen mask on ourselves first and taking care of ourselves, then we can't be functional to take care of anyone else. And I think we all know how difficult hygiene can be on our bodies. Mm -hmm. So today, Brittany and I are talking about training for your game. And this is an interesting podcast. If you're used to listening to us, feel free to do that. But you may want to check this one out on the YouTube uh, as well, because we're going to have some um, visuals. We're talking about taking care of our bodies and some stretches and some exercises. So Brittany's going to go over those and I'm going to demonstrate those. So this might be a comical episode. Hope you enjoy. Um, what started this for us was I recently last week went for a massage. I go for chiro- chiropractic care once a week. Brittany and I both do. Um, that's a super important thing to us to help stay aligned because all of the leaning and bending, despite our efforts to keep really great, um, posture. But, um, I actually went for a massage last week as well. And when the massage therapist was working on me, she was telling me how jacked up my left shoulder is. And I realized as she was talking that I have been kind of holding my shoulder in a weird position as I'm doing my patient care. And so I've kind of been working since the massage, I've been like paying attention to that and really trying to relax my shoulder and keep it in a better place. Um, but something she said really stuck with me. She said, you know, hygiene is one of those things that, you know, you do really have to be mindful of your posture and your body. And she was talking about how, you know, like basketball players, you know, we're, we're here in the middle of March madness and, and basketball teams obviously train and practice and get themselves in really good shape. But, you know, a basketball player isn't going to go out and run, you know, 12 miles as their practice. You know, they're going to run. They're going to run probably a few. They're going to do things like sprints. They're going to do a lot of, you know, practicing shooting and and those kind of drills. But her point was, you know, we a lot of times view exercise as something to keep our bodies healthy, which it is. But she was coming from an aspect of why don't you think about this as training for your game? Your game is hygiene. So what are you doing to strengthen and help your body to be the best you can be at your game? You know, she was talking about neck exercises and stretches and core. You know, it's really all of these things are really important for us to hold the positions we need to hold and really take care of ourselves. So 
um, that really resonated with me. And I just thought that's a really good idea. And I've never thought about it that way. So Brittany and I thought we would delve into that today. And she is going to be our instructor um, as she reviews, you know, just the importance and necessity and some really basic things we can do um, throughout our day to keep ourselves in a better place. And I'm going to be hovering in the background, hopefully not too creepily, um, doing the demo. I just hope for the sake of those who are joining us on YouTube that it is kind of creepy just for fun. <laughs> I'm calling Sharice our airline traffic controller today for you'll see obvious reasons. I don't think if you usually do just, you know, listen, I think it's worth getting on the YouTube as Sharice um, advised, just like when you go on the Google as Sharice also very endearingly calls it. Um, <laughs> I love you. Um, of course, I want to start off with um, kind of some definitions of what musculoskeletal disorders are and what chronic musculoskeletal pain is. And I know that we're all familiar with this in a practical sense, but I kind of like definitions so that we understand what we're actually up against and what we're actually trying to combat here and understand like better how these things actually come to be and how they affect us long term and what the results are kind of like how we educate our patients. Like what will be the result if we do nothing? What, what are the options for choosing to treat this um, kind of in complementary and alternative fashions and also in like modern day Westernized medicine fashion. So um, according to uh, there's, a, there's a study called musculoskeletal disorders and working posture among dental and oral health students that kind of helps us to understand what musculoskeletal disorders are. And they are defined as muscular pain or injuries to the human support system that can occur after a single event or cumulative trauma negatively impacting daily activities. MSDs can range from pain in the upper limbs, such as the forearm and wrist, to postural muscles, such as the upper and lower back, neck and shoulders, as well as the lower extremities, such as hips, thighs, knees, and ankles. Left untreated, MSDs can evolve into more severe degenerative and inflammatory conditions. Prolonged static postures, or PSPs, are inherent in dentistry work. Awkward postures that involve forward bending and repeated rotation of the neck, head, and trunk to one side are common occurrences during clinical work. As posture deviates from more neutral, the muscles that are responsible for the preferred side of rotating or bending become stronger, and the matching antagonistic muscles become elongated and weakened, creating a muscle imbalance. Muscles that are under stress from PSP are also susceptible to ischemia due to prolonged contraction and following fatigue. Under normal conditions, damaged tissues under these conditions are repaired during periods of rest. However, in dentistry, the rate of damage exceeds the rate of repair due to insufficient rest periods, potentially leading to necrosis of the muscle. Is anyone surprised by the fact that we have characteristically insufficient rest periods? <laughs> like the running hygiene joke. I haven't eaten. I haven't sitting down. I sit sitting down. I haven't sat down all day. I haven't uh, used the bathroom. So interesting to see it in, uh, in actual research and statistics. Um, under normal conditions, damaged tissues under these conditions are repaired during periods of rest, blah, blah, blah. The body in an effort to protect the stressed area from further pain or injury compensates by using another part of the muscle to maintain posture. This is known as muscle substitution. This is a self-perpetuating cycle where tighter muscles become tighter and the weaker muscles become weaker and can result in the development of a whole range of MSDs. It has been well established in previous studies that there's a strong association between MSDs. It has been uh, and the clinical burdens of dental practitioners. 
A previous review in this area discovered that 64 to 93% of dental professionals suffer from general work-related MSDs, representing a significant proportion of the workforce. This can have an overall detrimental effect on the industry's workforce, resulting in lower productivity, increased sick leave, and early retirement from the profession. And this is something that Sharice and I are super passionate about. We talk about pretty extensively in our summit because we both believe that no one can give sustainably out of deficit and we can only give sustainably out of excess. So it's like putting the oxygen mask on first, like Sharice said, making sure that we're okay. And also, you know, just in the sentiment of making sure that we are living with our values aligned with the things that we're trying to teach our patients and helping them to adjust and like make better their own life practices. And I like being able to speak from experience instead of like what you should do, you know, when I have no experience in that realm. Hey, Bulletproof Hygiene listeners. We have some big, exciting news. We are proud to announce that our 2022 summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee, June 3rd and 4th. Come join us for a weekend of growth, learning, and collaboration. We'll be taking deep dives into team culture, leadership, hygiene systems, and patient care and education that bring fulfillment, career success, and practice profitability. This course has the potential to change the trajectory of your career and help you practice at the top of your game. If you missed us in 2021, trust us, you don't want to miss this. Visit BulletproofSummit.com to get all the details and observe your spot. We can't wait to see you there. Um, okay, so let's talk next about the benefits of back and abdominal exercise as it relates to musculoskeletal disorders. So weak and or overly tight supporting muscles can have painful spasms and cause injuries themselves, which then prevent them from supporting the spine as needed. Uh, compromised muscles can also lead to problems with bone structure of the spine due to poor posture from the weak muscles, thereby creating an increased risk of back pain or back injury. Consequently, Developing combined strength in stomach muscles and back muscles can reduce the likelihood of back pain episodes, reduce the severity of back pain, protect against injury by responding efficiently to stresses, help, help, help us to avoid back surgery in some cases, facilitate healing from a back problem after spine surgery, improve posture. So some goals of back and abdominal exercises are, um, to support the spine, which are grouped into three categories, essentially. So you have the extensors, which is the back and gluteal muscles. These are used to straighten the back or stand, lift and extend and abduct the hip, uh, move the thigh away from the body. There are the flexors, which are the abdominal and iliopsoas muscles. These muscles are used to bend and support the spine from the front. The flexors also control the arch of the lumbar or lower spine and flex and adduct the hip or move the thigh in toward the body. Then you have the obliques or the rotators, the paraspinal muscles. Um, these muscles are used to stabilize the spine when upright. The obliques also rotate the spine and help maintain proper posture and spinal curvature. However, working most of the stomach and back muscles is more difficult and requires a conscious approach to targeting them for stretching and strengthening. Without specific back and abdominal exercises to target these muscles, they're going to naturally weaken over time, increasing the chance of developing or worsening back pain. Exercising the abdominal muscles and back muscles should be included as a part of daily routine for good health, just like brushing your teeth. 
To gain the benefits of strong and supportive abs and back muscles, a full set of exercises should only take about 10 to 20 minutes to complete. Um, some general guidelines for starting back exercises and abdominal exercises are don't start an exercise for the first time during an acute back pain episode without first consulting your physician or a spine specialist. Don't stop exercising just because pain diminishes or an inner or an injury appears healed rather add back the abdominal exercises into your daily routine and make sure to complete a combination of flexion and extension exercises to balance the trunk muscles. If you want more specific guidance, so we're not specialists in this arena, so we're not going to provide a specific guidance here. We think that physical therapists um, or GPs can direct you to who you should go to for this kind of care, but you can go to spinehealth.com and search back exercises and abdominal exercise recommendations, and they have a lot of helpful videos and recommendations to get specific as to how you can um, work your abs and your back muscles safely. So in addition to exercising and building the muscles that are involved in our daily clinical routines, consistent stretching is also very necessary for improving circulation, agility, and comfort or pain management. So we want to next provide some back, neck, shoulder, wrist, and hand stretches that can help us to move toward ideal operating conditions and away from pain and discomfort. So the first few back and neck stretches are from a YouTube video. Um, the video is called Stretching for the Dental Hygienist, and we really liked it because it was specific to the, the uh, repetitive motions and positions that we find ourselves in on a daily basis in dental hygiene. And this is where Sharissa becomes our ever so willing uh, airline director, air traffic controller here. So she's going to show us as I'm kind of verbalizing these things, how to do each stretch. So stretch number one is called the scalene stretch. So if you're going to participate in this, you can sit upright in a neutral position, bringing your right ear to your right shoulder and holding that for two to four breaths. Then you can do it to the opposite side. You can repeat this as needed, but she just indicated to do this once. So I feel good when I go kind of back and forth to either side. The next one is called trapezius stretch. So sitting in the same position, bring your right ear to your, toward your right armpit and hold it for two to four breaths. You should feel the stretch in the base of your neck and trapezius. The next one is called the twister. So bringing your left elbow to your left leg and that hand over to your right leg. Yep, exactly. Bring your right arm over your head. Yep kind of just straight out like this and feel the stretch along this, along your side. So you hold that from two to four breaths and where you should feel the stretches in your scapula and your obliques. The next one is called the pectoralis stretch. So bringing both arms behind your back, interlacing your fingers with your palms facing toward your back. You want to lock your elbows, straightening your arms and hold that for two to four breaths. The next one is called a neck and shoulder stretch. So you put your left arm up at a 90 degree angle with your forearm in front of your face. So kind of out in front of you. Then you take your right arm or your opposite arm and position it onto the opposite shoulder. So you're going to do one of these and you pull that left arm across your body toward the right side and you turn your head to the left and you hold that for two to four breaths. The next one is very basic and simple. Uh, it's called back, the backwards circle. So rotating shoulders forward and up, 
and then backward and down for 10 to 15 circles. And this is gonna increase blood flow and stretch your pectoralis muscles. The next one is the pectoralis and scapula stretch. So pull back your hands with palms facing toward, or I'm sorry, facing forward. So you have your hands at about the height of your head, just like think spirit fingers. And then you pull your shoulder blades toward one another. So your hands go back and you try and pull your shoulder blades toward one another. You hold that for two to four breaths and repeat as needed. So the next segment, I'm sorry, we have one more. The, the chin tuck, which I think is a super awkward pose. And Teresa is going to do this in a sitting position, but generally this is done in a laying down position and there are more parts. She's just going to kind of show us what the simple version would be. So tuck your chin in towards your neck placing the hand on the back of your head. Actively flex your head toward your chest using your hand to assist this movement. If you were laying down, you would continue this by removing your hand, holding your head flexed forward and slowly lowering your head back, keeping your chin tucked. All right, the next segment is arm stretches for the dental hygienist. And this is also from a YouTube video called, I, I think it was called arm stretches for dental hygienists. We're going to do the wrist flexor and extensor first. So you're going to start by stretching your arm out straight in front of you with your elbow locked. And you're going to pull back on your palms and your fingers with the opposite hand as far as that can go. And then you're going to do the opposite. You're going to push down on the hand towards your body, pushing on the palm and the fingers, keeping the arm out straight and holding each, each direction for about eight seconds. The second one is the thumb stretch. So you're going to put your hand flat, fingers pointing toward the ground in front of you. So make an upside down L with your hand by pointing your thumb towards your midline. Yep. Use the other hand to pull up on your thumb while keeping the hand flat in the same position and hold that for about eight seconds. Yep. And you repeat that two times. I think that your hands should stay more in line with your wrist. Yep. Just like that. Exactly. And then you pull up. Exactly. So the next one is the finger flexor and extensor and extensor stretches. Let's move this camera so that we can see Sharice's beautiful face. So you're going to straighten your arm and hand in one line at about a 45 degree angle in front of the body with your palm facing down. Use your opposite hand to pull each finger away from the ground towards your head and then do the opposite, pushing each finger toward the ground and back towards your body. You go do that with each finger individually. And this actually feels really good. The next one has a weird name, but I really like it. It's called the fisted wrist stretch. So you're going to bring one arm out in front of your body with elbow locked and your fist closed. Use your opposite hand to pull on the closed fist upward toward the ceiling. And hold that for about eight seconds. And then downward toward the floor and hold for about eight seconds. So this one's really similar to the um the wrist flexor and extensor the next one is the hand stretch and this is to increase blood flow to the hands it's very simple you're going to put both hands up in front of you with your elbows bent and all that's involved is almost hyperextending those fingers so really get big with the spirit fingers here and then close and squeeze your palms closed really, really tightly and do each of those things for about eight seconds. This is more for blood flow than it is for stretching. 
The next one is called uh, the hand stretch, which increased. Uh, did we just do this one? Yeah, we just did this one. Sorry. Um, the next one's going to be the thumb and wrist stretch. So you put your arm out in front of you with your elbow locked. Your hand should be flat with your thumb facing up to the ceiling as if you're extending it to shake someone's hand. So, yep, you're going to keep your palm flat first. Um, next, you're going to fold your thumb into your palm and close your fingers around your thumb. Your fist should be closed with your thumb tucked under the other four fingers. And without changing the position of your arm, point the knuckles toward the floor, almost like you're casting a fishing rod without moving your arm. Yep, good Teresa, such a pro. So that is all in regards to stretching, but I think, so for me personally, I'll speak to this a little bit as simple and small as these details might seem or feel like in the first year or so of my private practice, I thought to myself, I'm going to have to retire. Like, and some of it was because of what I perceived the state of dentistry and dental hygiene was. And I was struggling with, you know, finding my dental home and kind of struggling to find what kind of practice I wanted to be in, where I might want to stay long-term. How do I find a place that wants to really uh, invest in my growth and my development as a clinician and as a professional and, and somewhere that I just feel is my family and home. So I was having a struggle in that aspect, but also I was struggling physically and I was just eating lots and lots and lots of ibuprofen just all the time, just lots of ibuprofen. Um, my physical discomfort and strain on my muscles was impacting my sleep. It was impacting my mental health. And it was just really rough. Like it wasn't good. So learning then to do a lot of yoga, a lot of stretching, a lot of the stretches that we just went through was absolutely game-changing for me because this was within the first two years of my practice. And I could not figure out how to make it work for my body. And having, I have a unique situation where I growing up had a lot of joint issues and a lot of musculoskeletal pain for like strange reasons. Like, I think that it just was easy for me to kind of fall into the category of like, oh, I'm going to retire early because of this problem. So really, really thankful to have taken ergonomics seriously early on in my career in regards to getting loops and in regards to stretching and doing things that are healthy for my body. Um, but I think that without some of these simple things, I wouldn't still be practicing clinically today. Well, and I think what you're saying too about, you know, just the stresses of our normal, typical hygiene day mm -hmm. of being stressed out and not getting enough hydration and rushing. And, you know, we don't realize that stress takes a lot of toll on our body physically as well. Mm -hmm. So if you add that to, if we, you know, and I think, honestly, I think we can have really great ergonomics and it still takes an impact on our body. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, it's funny as you were reading off the, the benefits of having a strong core back, like I felt myself sitting up straighter and like trying to, you know, hold that good posture. And, um, I feel like I do stay pretty mindful of that when I'm working, but I still have days where I'm like, oh, my neck, I really feel it, my neck or shoulders. Um, so I think just being mindful too, that if we are in a place of like emotional or mental stress, just in life in general, that that's going to compound it. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, it may not always be the actual physical aspect of it. You just kind of have to think of the whole thing together. Um, and that's when I think things like just going for a walk out in nature and taking some deep breaths and yeah. I, you know, the, the meditation aspect or the therapy aspect, you know, whatever we need on that front is really, really important to keep us at the top of our game. Um, you know, we don't perform well if we're hurting. 
And, you know, I, I had a patient who was in last week or the week before who she has um, vertigo, positional vertigo. She cannot lean back and she actually can only turn her head to the left, which is away from me. So I was, I felt like I was like some sort of weird contortionist mm-hmm. trying to facilitate her needs. And afterwards, like I was really hurting. Um, and thankfully, you know, we don't have that situation every day, but um, one thing I want to say about all these little exercises is a lot of them we can do during the day in between patients. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something you have to wait till you get home at the end of the day and have time to, you know, what I can't do all 12, of those 12 of those now. Great. Do two of them. Mm-hmm before, as you're walking down the hall to get your next patient, you know, I think it's, it's something that we need to be doing throughout the day and then have those focus times of where we're really trying to strengthen things with those exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, I think Pilates is a really great thing too, because not only does it stretch, but it builds strength. Um, I definitely want to check out the website that we have listed just to see some other ideas, but, you know, I, want all of our hygienists listening to be able to take the best care of themselves because, you know, our goal is to take care of the best care of our patients. And we can't do that if we're not in the right place. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I hope that this was helpful to everyone. Uh, This is short, sweet, and to the point. Sometimes we really like practical episodes. So we hope that this was helpful and I hope that it will help you to kind of stay healthier and stay more ergonomically inclined and aware throughout the day moving forward. Uh, We hope that you guys have a fantastic week of practice. And we are very, very hopeful that we will see you at our upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene and Bulletproof Dental Practice and Bulletproof Team Summit, which is all this combined event with mixed tracks. Uh, It's kind of a la carte tracks this year, which is different than what we've done in the past. We're presenting a lot of new information. Uh, It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, June 3rd and fourth, right? Yeah. Um, this summer. And we are so looking forward to some normalcy, seeing you guys in person, some of you meeting for the first time, some of you kind of catching up and see how you've been since our last summit. If you want more information, you want to register for that, go to bulletproofsummit.com. We are really looking forward to seeing you all there. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.